am I Reister or am I wrong? Justin Fields, Ohio State quarterback, started a petition saying that he and other Big Ten players who want to play should be allowed to. I say that petition shouldn't matter. When will conferences and the NCAA learn in this age of mistrust? Transparency is key. The Washington football team made a historic hire, but it raised more questions about hiring practices in the NFL. A lie is always worse than whatever it is that you did. Cleveland Indians pitchers Mike Klebinger and Zach Plesak prove that. Am I Reister or am I wrong is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet. Daily fire. Well, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. But facts only. Check your feelings at the door. This ain't the place for the left, the right, snowflakes, or social justice warriors, and absolutely no BS because I keep it 100. Make sure that you guys leave a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to get in touch with me, send an email. GWPodcast at unafraidshow.com. Of course, subscribe and share as much as possible so we can continue to grow. We're growing super rapidly already. Uh, and of course, over the next few weeks, we will still be giving away those $50 Amazon gift cards. All you have to do is leave a rating and tweet out the podcast and tag me in it at George Reister. Am I Reister or am I wrong? I'm probably Reister, but if not, leave a comment. We're going to start with Justin Fields. So he started a petition, tweeted it out, over 150,000 signatures. I want to play. The Big Ten players should be allowed to choose. I say he is totally off base and they should not be allowed to choose. That's why there is leadership and that's why there are guardrails surrounding it. And the idea that we should let college players or pro players or any athletes just play because they want to is silly. It's absolutely silly because we have health and safety standards for a reason. Us athletes, me as a former athlete, we don't make good decisions about our health when you have an opportunity to play ball. Players will play with concussions, multiple concussions. I've seen it happen. They would play in 120 degree heat if you let them. They would play with life-threatening illnesses, high risk for paralysis. Sometimes we need protection. I get that you want to do a lot of things, but you should not always be allowed to do them because you are not in a position or a mind frame to always make critically good decisions when you want something more than and you can't really objectively look at the risks and there is liability for the people on the back end liability for the schools for the ncaa and all of that but the big 10 specifically they screwed up big time and now you have one of the biggest clusters cluster you know what (laughs) in sports in that i've seen recently The messaging was the problem. Take a look at what the Pac-12 did. When the Pac-12 delayed slash canceled their season, they put out a long memo, detailed the reasons why, and they made their medical expert available for media for them to ask questions. The Big Ten and Kevin Warren, they did the complete opposite. They put out their schedule, and then 
they came back and said we're canceling the season, but then did not detail why. That is so critically important. Very because it's a little bit hypocritical when you're going to have students on campus. Some of them are going to be playing intramural sports, even though that those may ultimately be canceled. It just looks completely weird because you weren't transparent. And this idea of players being safer. Are players safer when they're on campus than when they're back at their homes? Don't know. Don't know. But I will say they are safer. Yes. When they are in a bubble, basically how they were. No other students on campus in a bubble, just playing ball and everybody kind of policing themselves. But we saw with Lincoln Riley's team, he gave his team a couple days off, said 75 percent of the team stayed near Norman. 25% left and went home. They had nine positive cases. Most of them came from the people who stayed in the community. So how are they safer if they if they got it in the community? And that goes to being at colleges. It is inherently going to be dangerous being at colleges. We have already seen pictures and videos of college kids partying. Because like I've talked about on previous podcasts, there are varying degrees of where people believe the seriousness of the coronavirus is. They believe that this is infringing upon their rights and it it just is a bad look. Alabama's athletic director even tweeted out. He said, if you guys want to watch college football, this is not the way to do it. That is a clear sign that things are trending the wrong way for the SEC because they see it. You have the University of Florida having 50,000 students on campus already acting like nothing's going on and you expect to play football, not making a whole lot of sense. And that's why my five-point plan is very important. My five-point plan to bring college football back, it is on the previous podcast, so make sure that you guys check that out. Another point about the Big Ten is they're the head of the Big Ten is Kevin Warren. And people have, quote unquote, called him out because they said he is being hypocritic because his son is playing football at Mississippi State. I say that it's not at all. Not at all. They say he's allowing his son to play at Mississippi State. Uh, No, his son is a grown ass man. He can choose to play if he wants to play or not. And the biggest point is the SEC hasn't given players an opt-out option. It hasn't given them a chance to say, all right, if you play, if you don't play, then here is what happens. Here's how we're going to handle your eligibility. Here's how we're going to handle your scholarship. All of those things. That is why the players need representation, which I talk about in the five-point plan from the last podcast. But when will the conferences learn, though, and the NCAA that transparency is king? And the fact that we have medical experts from all different parts of the country, they all have science-based training. They all work in top hospitals, all of this. But they have wildly different views on sports during the pandemic. It is absolutely scary. You have the ACC SEC and Big 12 saying, listen, our medical experts say we can play. 
But then the NCAA is out there on the front street urging teams and conferences not to play. The Big Ten and Pac-12 have already canceled. This is like mind-numbingly like crazy. But this leads me to what has happened in the past. Medical experts used to allow college football coaches because, of course, the college football coaches, they want to play. They want to play ball at any point in time. It's They can't make rational choices about health and safety when they are ball coaches. They are so focused on, we got to play, we got to play. That's just how it works. When a player gets hurt, they move up the drill because you got to play. And that's why the players should not just be allowed to play just because they want to. Health and safety is crucial. Not saying they shouldn't be allowed to play if it's, if it's fine, but that's the standard. And there's a time for change. Medical advice as it relates to sports is consistently changing. There was a point in time where coaches used to be allowed to not give players water because it made them tough. So we're not going to hydrate our players, practice them in pads multiple times a day, break down their bodies, and then expect them to play at a high level because they're tough? No. No, that's idiocy. That's why things have changed. Uh, same thing with concussions. Oh, I just got dinged. No, you need to sit out because your brain needs to heal. The medical expert stuff has changed and college football coaches are always late adopters as it relates to that. Next thing up, the Washington football team. They made a historic hire. I'm talking about the NFL team. They made a historic hire, but ultimately it raised more questions about the NFL and its hiring practices. So the Washington football team, they appointed Jason Wright as their team president. It was a historic hire because he is going to be in charge of the business divisions, the operations, finances, sales, marketing, all of that. But here's the kicker. He's the first black president of an NFL team. How is this even humanly possible? The NFL has been around for over 100 years. Over 70% of the league has been black for like three decades. Like we're still having a problem getting black head coaches hired. And the interesting part is that this is one of the few jobs in life in terms of NFL head coaches or any coaches in any leagues. Head coaches, the uh, general managers, presidents that there's no set criteria for a stepping stone to the job like there's no if you do x y and z or a b and c then you are a candidate it doesn't work like that and bruce allen who was the washington football team's previous president he was a head coach at occidental college moved up to an executive in the raiders then he was a gm for the bucks as a mixed bag I mean, and then he got fired in 2008 and then immediately rehired by Daniel Snyder. Not like he won a Super Bowl or anything like that. The thing is, people like Jason Wright, black people, look at his credentials. Seven years in the NFL as a running back, earned his MBA with high honors from the University of Chicago in school of uh, their school of business. He became a partner for the global strategy and management consultant firm McKinsey and Company. Now he's the president of the Washington football team. Why does he need so many more qualifications? 
because of what I said. There is no set stepping stone. You're supposed to hire the right man for the job, but if there's no criteria to get to the job, how can you consistently do that? Doesn't make sense, right? Um, that's why black head coaches and general managers have a tough time getting jobs. But people will tell you sports is a meritocracy. They hire the best person possible. Well, how can you hire the best person possible when you aren't always interviewing the uh, potential candidates? And the idea that 70% of the players who play are black, but then and then a lot of them go into coaching, they go into business, they try to go into management, but they can't get into it. Mm, it's puzzling. And that's why people like John Calipari are doing great things. The coach at Kentucky, he is heading this uh, site called MinorityLeaders.org. If go my, MinorityLeaders.org. And right now they have 12 to 13 job positions that end up and sort of have a track toward presidents, general managers, athletic directors, all of that. Because... The system, the way it's set up is not right. I've talked about it on previous podcasts. Owners hire people who they believe look like them, have the same life experience, and it's hard for them to relate to somebody else who doesn't look like them and have the same quote unquote shared values. It is important that we put away our biases. That way we can hire the best people. Uh, the last thing up is a lie is always worse than whatever it is that you did. And Cleveland Indians pitchers Mike Clevinger and Zach Plesak prove it because a brother offended is harder to win over than a strong city. Prime example. So these two dudes, they went out on Chicago, in Chicago on August 7th when their team when the Indians were playing there. They went out, tried to sneak back in the hotel. They lied about where they went and the other players were pissed off. So many players even told the team if they aren't optioned down basically to the minor leagues, then they would be opting out of the season because it's not so much that the players went out and violated protocol because that's a big deal. But when you think about it, this is two-fifths of the Cleveland Indians starting pitching rotation. Two-fifths. that They have a league-best 2.43 ERA. These are good pitchers. They're young. And they are violating protocol. That is a problem. Not just because they did it. It's because they lied. And if you notice, in your life, if somebody lies to you, it, a lot of times what they did would have pissed you off. But the fact that they tried to make you feel like they were stupid, they lied to you about it. One of them even went on an Instagram post, gave a fake ass apology. It makes you even more upset. And the Cleveland Indians players, including Francisco Lindor, who's their best player. He didn't want to hear that mess because you were in sports. The thing that sports teaches you is this. When you get in trouble, when you do something wrong, you just take your medicine and you deal with it. When you lose, you got to just take your medicine. You can be a sore loser if you want to, but truth is you just need to get back to work and just take what it is that is happening. And in their cases, this could be a severe punishment 
because they both may end up not getting a credited season because baseball works off for service time. They have this formula that equates to however many games that are played versus how long the, the season is, how many bats you have, all of this stuff. So how long that you are up on the active roster. And that means that one of the guys that they may not, he may fall one day short of having enough service time for free agency. And the other may mess up his salary arbitration. Yeah, just follow the protocols. And I love the fact that the, that the players are the one who police this. They are the ones who should be policing it. Because if the players are saying, listen, if you do this, we will call you out and we will get you up off this team. And that leads me to the last point. How does this work in the NFL and in college football? The NFL, it makes sense because there will be $50,000 fines handed out and um, conduct detrimental to the league penalties, which means that you can be suspended. It means that you can like a whole lot of bad things can happen to you. But in college football, they can't do that. It's not like they can just kick everybody off the team. Not like the students on campus aren't going to be around. This is very important. Pay attention. Am I Reister or am I wrong? Peace out. Catch you on Wednesday.